<clears throat> What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to this week's episode of Outside the Arena with Mac and Griff. What's up? I just already said that. <laughs> I'm Griff and I'm my co-host, Mac Rommel. And today, uh, not the longest episode, to be honest. It's kind of been a slow week in sports. J.J. Watt obviously did sign with the Arizona Cardinals. We covered that over on our second channel, OTA Clips. Uh, so if you haven't checked that out already, go do so. Um, drop a subscribe there. Of course, like, comment, and subscribe here. We really appreciate it. Um, you know, means a lot. Shows you guys are some more in the channel. Um, we've had some people reach out trying to get on as well. So um, the channel's starting to pick up. We've got big guests in the works. So um, we're really excited for what we're going to bring to you. But this week, um, kind of a slow one. But first, before we do start off with some NFL free agency predictions, once again, we do want to talk to you about something that we are going to be bringing to you for March Madness this year. And, Mac, do you want to start yep. us off by kind of discussing what the plan is? I will. So for March Madness, uh, we want to do something a little bit interesting and something that we've kind of been talking about for OTA clips. We want more of that breaking news recap kind of thing. And with March Madness, uh, we plan to do and make updates and recaps, well, that is, every single day uh, over on OTA clips once it starts. So be sure to look out for that. Go watch it over there. Uh, some quick recaps if you don't get to watch the games and uh, just general things like that, maybe even rankings, whatever you guys want to see, we will do. And uh, OTA clips will be the place to look out for that. Yep, we're super excited to bring that to you guys for March Madness. Um, it's going to be a lot of work, but we're super excited for it. should be a lot of fun. Definitely a lot of guests on there. Um, in terms of our friends, people we know, maybe even some professionals, we're working on it. Um, they're busy, um, but we're working on it. We'll get it figured out, and we are excited for um, March Madness to begin. So with that, Mac, um, you want to go to NFL Free Agency Predictions to start us off? Let's do it. So NFL Free Agency Predictions. This week, we got six defensive players we're going to be going over with NFL Free Agency just starting in about a week and a half, two weeks on March 17th. So uh, we couldn't go through positions. Uh, of course, we only got about two episodes in us before that happened. So we want to go over with you guys some of the top defensive uh, free agents that are available. And I guess we could start it off here with a big name defensive player, and that is Shaq Barrett. Um, you're a big Bucks guy, so I, I'm going to let you start off with this one, Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm a Bucks fan now, too. I'm a Jets brand. Yeah. I'm a Bucks Jets my brand, team, Bucks. I guess. Um, I do see Shaq Barrett remaining in Tampa Bay. Um, you know, recent breaking thing kind of that we just saw. Brady's working on restructuring his contract. So we'll see if that means length in terms of length, if he'll take a pay cut to so re-sign some of these guys. Um, but I do believe Shaq Barrett will be the key guy to sign on that defense. Um, you know, past few seasons, you look at the stats, 27 and a half sacks, obviously in that playoff run, he was all over the place. Second Aaron Rodgers, second Pat Mahomes. He did it all. He was so, so great for them. I love saying my so-sos. I'm going to throw <laughs> one out right there. So, so great. He really was He's only 28 years old. He's still young, um, for a defensive end. I mean, there's guys who, who have been pretty old at, at the end. So Shaq Barrett's still got a lot left in the tank. I expect him to remain in Tampa Bay on that defense and, uh, continuing to, be a member of one of the best front sevens um, in the league. And uh, this year's was almost one of the best of all time. You could even argue on paper. It really was. Yep. He was amazing. And Shaq Barrett is a special guy. You said 28, a guy who was still in his prime. And I think that is why it is crucial that the Bucks re-sign him. And my free agency predictions from last week where we did the wide receivers, 
I had them franchise or the Buccaneers that is franchise tagging Chris Godwin. So I'm expecting this to be a long-term deal. And I love the point you made, uh, especially about that breaking news you were just talking about before with Tom Brady restructuring his deal. And you kind of saw rumors that he wants to stay there and the team wants him to be there for a much longer time than just another year. So that could be length and that also could be money. Uh, this is crazy. And I've been a Bucs hater. We also yeah. talked about this before. I hated them because I thought they were just going to be this one-year wonder. And this leads me to the next point. They're not going to be that one-year wonder. Guys are taking pay cuts. Guys are going to restructure their con- contracts to make sure that the star free agents that they have, including Chris Godwin, Shaq Barrett, Levante David, could try and stay and remain with the team. But Shaq Barrett last year, or two years ago, that is, betted on himself, took a one-year, $4 million contract, and it paid off. That season, he broke out with 19 and a half sacks. And then this past season, played under the tag during the season. He had eight sacks, 42 pressures. And um, he was absolute stud, as you said, once the playoffs came around. A big piece of that defense, a big part of that defense, and a big part of why they won the Super Bowl this year. Jack Barrett, a superstar. Uh, no doubt about that. Tampa Bay Bucks. we both have him returning there. So we're one for one. Last week, we got five for five. I don't know if we'll quite do that today. I feel like these are a little more all over the place, but we'll see. Uh, We'll see for sure. Um, Next guy, I'm going to do one that I think we might both have, too, so we can at least go to potato. Leonard Williams, obviously the star at the end for for the New York Giants. Um, You know, had a great, 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 great season. Um, Really did. It was was so, so great, great. What can I say? Um, Leonard Williams, Mac, where do you have him going? Do you have him staying in, in big blue or do you have him venturing off somewhere else? Yeah, once again, this guy, Leonard Williams, I think he's going to have to stay with the Giants. I believe I saw something they have like $19 million in cap right now, and I wouldn't be surprised if they could somehow free up more. He's going to need a big contract to remain with the team uh, if it's not on the franchise tag. Um, so I think he will have to stay in New York. New York this past season, they proved that their defense is great. And really good. Aside from their offense, I mean, this is one of the best defenses and potential teams in the league if they get some pieces on that offense. But the defense, really good run support, and that's what they were kind of known for this past season. But you look at the stats for Leonard Williams, he had 11 and a half sacks this past season. I think that goes way under the radar for what uh, people would think from any Giants player, no matter the name or really anything. So that was a big surprise. Uh, or will be a big surprise for a lot of people to hear. So I think this guy has a lot to him, a lot left in the tank. Of course, he came over from the Jets uh, just the other season. He was a big part of this defense, and I think he will have to stay there for this Giants defense to stay relevant. Two for two, and that's why I picked it. Um, Yeah, I think this one's pretty easy. I think this one's the most likely to happen out of all these. He's going to be a Giant. Um, That team can't afford to lose him. He was uh, probably – you could argue the most valuable player on that defense. Obviously, James Bradbury is a superstar, but you can make the argument, obviously, and I think it's a pretty good one, that Leonard Williams was the most impactful player on that defense last year. Um, like you said, 11 and a half sacks, um, really blossomed this year uh, under that defense. Um, you know, really on the Jets was not living up to potential. He had some good moments, but just never could could quite break through. But this year he broke through. He's still in his prime. He's pretty young. I'm pretty sure he's, you know, in the mid to mid to later 20s, somewhere in that range. So he's got plenty left. Um, probably might be the, the highest coveted defensive player, honestly, right now in the market. Um, and I, I do believe he will resign with the New York Giants. I just think that makes too much sense. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. He has to stay there. Another guy. Uh, who their team will hope uh, they could re-sign and keep him there. This is Levante David, the second Buccaneers 
player, where do you have him going? Do you have him staying with the Bucks, or do you have him traveling and going elsewhere? I have him going elsewhere. Um, okay. I I think I know what your answer will be here, but I do believe he's going to go elsewhere. I don't think these the Bucks can re-sign everyone realistically. Um, Levante David, he's you know up there in age. I believe he's 31, 32, somewhere in that range. I have him going to the Cleveland Browns. The Browns have a lot of cap space. Um, they need uh, a veteran leader, a veteran playmaker in the middle of that defense. Their middle linebackers were not great. I mean, they were led by B.J. Goodson this year. Um, it just needs work. Their linebacking core as a whole needs work. And I think if you go out at Levante David to that middle of the defense, you're getting a leader on the defense, which is great because, you know, you got you look at guys like Miles Garrett as a leader on that team, Denzel Ward as a leader, but they really don't have a true veteran leader in my eyes on that defense. Levante David would give them one. He's also, you know, a star playmaker. He's got playoff experience. Um, he can lead some of the young guys as well, mentor them. He can maybe go for someone in the draft. Maybe, you know, we had a Micah Parsons um, guy who fell to 15. Maybe the Browns, they signed Levante David and they trade up or Levon, or Micah Parsons falls to them or another young linebacker like a, a Zabin Collins or a guy like that falls to them. They take him. Levante David mentors them like he did to Devin White. And then they blossom into a top tier middle linebacker. So I really think the Browns and Levante David could be a good fit. Um, keeps him on a contending team. And um, I don't know. I think the, I think it's a match made in heaven, honestly. I really like that fit. Yep, great fit. And uh, I wouldn't have expected anything else. Another pick coming from you. Of course, it would be the Browns <laughs> for the star player himself. But you look at Levante David, the past 10 years, really, how many linebackers could you name that were better than him? Only a handful, maybe three, four. But this guy has been special for 10 years, and he really doesn't show many many signs of slowing down. This past season, he was great. 117 tackles, one interception, six passes defended, three forced fumbles, 12 tackles for loss. I mean, he's still a playmaker. And as you said, 30, 31 years old. I mean, it's just phenomenal how he could be so good at such an older age. Um, as a linebacker, seeing guys like a Bobby Wagner, who just a few years ago easily considered one of the best linebackers in the league, and now he's starting to fall off a little bit. You don't see that from Levante David, and I think that's what makes him special. And I liked what you said about him developing Devin White. That was very, very special. I think that's what the team will covet. And really, honestly, going back to restructuring con contracts, uh, clearing cap, I don't think the Buccaneers are just going to go – itsy bitsy with clearing the cap just for a player or two. I think they're going to go all out and try and keep this exact same team there next year. But obviously Browns was a great pick. And I do think the Buccaneers will resign Levante David. I had a feeling you'd go with that. I like to mix it up. Uh, give the yep. Browns another guy. Why not? Um, next guy is um, a guy who missed the season. Uh, I believe he had a torn ACL and that would be Bud Dupree um, coming off an injury. Um, doesn't look like he's going to resign in Pittsburgh. I don't think they got the money for that, obviously. Um, so if you do have him going back to Pittsburgh and I'm wrong, I'm mistaken, but if not, where do you think Bud Dupree will end up this offseason? Just imagine this, a team in the Colts that just traded for DeForest Buckner last year for the first round pick, adding Bud Dupree to that defensive line. I mean, DeForest Buckner, Bud Dupree, that would be insanely filthy i mean opposing offenses would be having nightmares offensive lines would be having nightmares uh, before that game but bud dupree last year you said he tore his acl uh, he did play 11 games um due to the injury and he put up some good numbers two pass defended two forced fumbles 
eight sacks. And uh, in 2019, he had his career high in sacks with 11 and a half. But this is a guy who really is known for forcing fumbles, uh, getting big hits and stripping out the ball over the past few years. I mean, he's consistently having two plus um, forced fumble seasons where he even had four, I believe, a year or two ago. But he's a great player. And I I mean, I can't even imagine what him and DeForest Buckner would do to opposing offenses. And you have Leonard. Uh, uh, why, why am I forgetting the name? <laughs> yeah, Darius Leonard. Darius I can't believe it. I was thinking Leonard Williams again for some reason, but <laughs> but I mean, just thinking of that front seven, it would be absolutely atrocious. You get some help on uh, the at the defensive back position, cornerback safeties this offseason. If you lose uh, Malik Hooker uh, in the draft, you can look to re uh, replenish at those positions. And I think this defense will be great. And with Carson Wentz on the offense, you're hoping uh, he'll rejuvenate uh, the offense, and this could easily be a playoff team and a Super Bowl contender again. I like it. I like that Mick. Mick. Uh, I like Mick. the pick. Uh, Mickey Mouse, yeah. Um, I have I have him going to the New England Patriots. Um, Patriots have a lot of money in, in, in free agency and, and trades that they could spend. Um, and I think they're going to spend some. I think they want to get back to that playoff form. I don't think Belichick wants to miss the playoffs again. Obviously, they're going to have to get a quarterback. Um, you know, there's rumors that the top guy on that list is Jimmy G. Um, who knows if that'll happen. Maybe they'll go through the draft. I, in my mock draft, had them drafting mock drone, Mac Jones, Mock Jones. Jesus, I'm botching all my words today. Mock Jones, Mock Jones, <laughs> Jones going to the Pats. Um, I had them drafting him in my mock draft 1.0. Check that out from uh, from last week's video. But I do think it's a good fit. Um, they do need some outside um, help on that defense, and uh, I just really picture him as a good uh, as a Patriot. I really do. I feel like you just. You know, you imagine him on that defense, and, he, and it just seems like he fits. Um, that team definitely needs um, some more help, um, like I said, on the edge. And, and just in general, I feel like their D-line is, is, is not the greatest part of that defense. It never has been. It's always kind of been the secondary with guys like, you know, Stephon Gilmore, J.C. Jackson being there recently. Um, you know, they do have, like, guys like Jawan Bentley and whatnot there. Dante Hightower will return this season. So they've got some interior linebackers there. But I feel like on the outside, um, this team shouldn't hesitate to add a guy like a Bud Dupree. I just think it makes a lot of sense. Yep, 100%. Uh, I think the Patriots. I was considering the Patriots there at that position too, but I guess another guy who could potentially fit with the Patriots, I don't have him going there, uh, but this is Melvin Ingram, uh, defensive end, uh, right defensive end from the uh, Chargers. Um, so where do you have him going uh, this offseason? I went a little strange with it, and I went for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I love that. I kind of just like the idea – uh, you pairing him with Demarcus Lawrence, they'll obviously play on the outside uh, edge. I mean, the Cowboys need defensive help. That's, you know, they tried this year to go cute, and they have been with some of these other guys, like uh, Gerald McCoy or Alden Smith had a great year, definitely. Yep. Um, I don't know if he's a free agent or if they're resigning him or whatnot. But I just feel like Melvin Ingram could just be a good guy to have for this team, for this D-line. Um, obviously, he's more comfortable on the outside. You could honestly maybe put him at tackle. Like, I don't know his, his full, um, you know, experience that tackle but I feel like he could play on the inside or you can move guys around and play them on the inside but I just feel like as a defensive presence obviously this team needs help in the secondary and they will address the secondary um we both I believe had or I had them mocking a cornerback you had them mocking Kyle Pitts I believe in the draft um so I believe they're going to address cornerback safety all that but I feel like if you can add Melvin Ingram one more guy to that Dean line that Dean line can be really really good I threw in a really really there so that's so you know it's good um so, so really, really good, good right there for the Cowboys D-line if they had. Yep, I would love that. 
I would love that, and I'd be all on top of that. But I'm going, and I'm sending him to a division rival, and that's the Denver Broncos. Uh, you talk, you hear the talks about Von Miller potentially being released, all the problems he's having off the field. We were having a little discussion before this, and uh, Griffin was thinking he may even be in a jail right now. <laughs> so I was wrong. He was charges were dropped. I knew I saw some headlines surrounding Von Miller, so I I knew he was either in jail or he's chilling. So, but he's it looks like he's doing okay, but something fishy there with Von for sure. It is. And even before this, I think uh, the Von Miller and the release talks were uh, kind of high and there was a good chance and is a good chance uh, that he still will be released from the team. But I think you add in Melvin Ingram to this defense. You got Bradley Chubb on the other side. Um, this would be a ferocious defensive line and a great defense overall. If you had some peace on the back end uh, after re-signing or well, not re-signing and franchise tagging Justin Simmons, but uh, Melvin Ingram, he only played seven games this year with an interception to pass defended, but he had no sacks, which is kind of a problem. He didn't get a lot of pressure on the quarterback, but in previous years uh, before this, he could easily put up over seven sacks and he had multiple seasons where he had uh, over 10 tackles for loss. So I think this is a guy who just kind of had an off year, uh, especially considering the injury that he had. And I think he would be a great fit for the Broncos pairing him up with Bradley Chubb on the other side. It's an interesting pick. They replace, you know, one veteran in, in Jarrell Casey with another Melvin Ingram could be a very interesting option there. Next guy we're going to go to, I believe we only have, are we down to one guy now? I believe, right? Yeah, one guy left. All right, so we got one guy left, um, and then we are going to move on to talk some baseball. Matthew Judon, obviously star outside linebacker for the Baltimore Ravens. Um, you know, will the Ravens, I don't know what their cap situation is. I think they have some money, um, but will it be enough to sign Matt Judon back? Mac, what are you thinking? Where do you like Matt Judon? You had Levante David to the Browns. I'm having Matt Judon to the Browns. I mean, you pair Matt Judon up with uh, Miles Garrett on the other side and just have a day. Have a day. <laughs> I mean, I can't even imagine what that would be like and what it will be like once the Browns do this. He had 51 tackles, two pass defended, six sacks, and nine tackles for loss. This guy flies the past two seasons. Uh, ever since kind of the entire Ravens team has broken out, this guy has just been a stud and a key part of the entire defense. You add him to the Browns where they fix some things up in the draft, and this team is easily a Super Bowl contender next year. Uh, you add him, that's one last thing to worry about. You add yourself a normal linebacker who can go back, drop back in coverage, and I think this Browns team really would be set for the upcoming season. So Miles Garrett, Matt Judon would be a filthy and dynamic duo for opposing offenses against opposing offense. I had that little delay there. Yeah. Um, I agree is going to one of my like teams that I, I go for, uh, yeah. but I'm going with the other one. I, I need to, the jets are going to get someone they're going to go for someone. And even though after the whole CJ Mosley deal and how that's worked out, I know it might not be the best idea, but they are going to sign Matthew Judon in my eyes. The Jets need help at linebacker and just all across the defense. Matt Judon's a star. You're going to bring him in. Um, you know, obviously, CJ Mosley, there's questions if he'll be there next year, if he'll be released, if he'll be traded, whatnot. Um, but if not, you re re reunite Matthew Judon and CJ Mosley. You're going to have good linebackers there. Um, you know, the edge is really a need for the Jets right now, especially on linebacker. Um, they need help. They need to get pressure on the quarterback. Um, you know, you got Quentin Williams on the other side. So if you compare Quentin Williams with Matt Judon, that's a good start. Um, obviously they, they parted ways with Henry Anderson on the left as well. Um, so they're in need of, of some pressure and, and some defensive help. So I think Matthew Judon fills a need for them in terms of that D line and, uh, just getting pressure on the quarterback and just getting another star on that defense. I think even though after the CJ Mosley thing, 
might not be the best move. And uh, you might get criticized for it if it doesn't work out. This team's got to sign people. They got to make at least an effort to go get some superstars. And I think they started off on the defense with Matthew Dunham. Yep, 100%. Jets, with all the cap that they have, we go out, resign guys, uh, get guys, and get some star players for Robert Sala. Great pick there. You got two, your two teams uh, picking up someone from the top six defensive free agents this year. So great picks by both of us uh, this week. Yep, and with that, we will go over now and talk some baseball. Obviously, spring training is you know fully underway now. It's been a, a week of games at this point. Um, really exciting to see fans back in the stands. That's been awesome to see for the MLB. They're doing a good job in Florida and Arizona there. Super exciting. Um, you know, we've already seen um, guys like Trevor Bauer, who's, you know, taking his cockiness to the field and, you know, saying he's pitching an inning today with an eye closed. Like, good for him. Uh, we've seen Pete Alonzo's looking good for my Mets. A lot of Mets guys. Dom Smith had a home run today. DeGrom looked good. So it's an exciting time for baseball. But as we are planning to do, we are going to continue today with our divisional predictions today we're doing two of them since we didn't have that much to talk about the nl central and the nl west uh we are going to be predicting today mac i'll start with you and obviously we'll just go for the central first um you know obviously the storyline here nolan arenado gets added to the arizona cardinals the big big move there big big had to throw it in it was a big move but um yeah (laughs) what do you think what do you what what are your predictions for the central and uh I mean, talk to us about some of these teams, too. All right. So, of course, as you said, Cardinals adding a great player. I have them first in this division. The team this year, they were able to re-sign the right-handed pitcher, Adam Wainwright. And then, as you said, they made one of the biggest splashes of the past winter, acquiring the superstar third baseman, Nolan Arenado. Uh, They addressed their need at catcher this offseason, and they addressed their need um, with a big-time hitter um, in Arenado. So this is a great team. I think they will end up first in the NL Central, and uh, in my my second-place team would be the Cubs. Uh, They still need some starting pitch. Pitchell, what the heck am I even saying? Pitching help with Kyle Hendricks uh, as the lead arm. Uh, they will also need some impact batters and bullpen bullpen help. But a lot of their stars were rumored to be in trade talks um, earlier this offseason, but none ultimately got moved. Uh, so we could likely see uh, one of those guys getting traded by the trade deadline. Cubs, a great team. I think they will finish second in the NL Central. And then in third place, I have the Brewers. Uh, they got Colton Wong, the second baseman, and uh, the stars are a great center fielder in Jackie Bradley Jr. Uh, they did not lose a lot this offseason, so this team will be looking pretty similar uh, to what it was last year. They're built around some stars like Christian Yelich, and they could still use some uh, a third baseman, some pitching help. But Brewers, third place, and then behind them, we got the Reds and the Pirates. Not going to go into those. Mine's pretty similar to yours. Um, I own, My only difference is I got the Brewers finishing second and then the Cubs in third. Cardinals, you touched on it pretty well. Um, Nolan Arenado, you bring him in. He's a superstar. Obviously, there are some doubters. You know, can he play at a course field? His road stats haven't been the best. I think, you know, that's because, you know, he's playing in that high altitude um, half the time. So when you're going away, it's a bit harder. But when you're just playing in St. Louis all the time, you're going to adjust. And Nolan Arenado is a superstar. He's one of the best defenders, if not the best defender in baseball. So you're getting that. Um, this team has a great pitching staff. They're very young. Jack Flaherty, Miles Mikolas, uh, you, you know, you mentioned Adam Wainwright. They bring back, you know, veteran. He's always there. Um, they've got other guys there as well. So that's super exciting for the rotation. Goldschmidt, obviously, is still there at first. They do lose Colton Wong, but they've got guys like Paul DeYoung, uh, Harrison Bader in the outfield. I mean, they've got a bunch of stars in the lineup. 
Um, bullpen, they get Jordan Hicks back. That guy is super exciting to watch with his uh, his rotate his, his his arm. I mean, he's throwing gas out there. So it'll be an exciting team to watch. Um, Brewers, you touched on it really well. Um, Colton Wong, JBJ, good move. Um, JBJ star defender, so you're getting a lot of help. You already have Yelich and Kane. That's a great defensive outfield. Um, you know, they could use some rotation help. Like you said, they got Woodruff, Corbin Burns, guys like that, but I'm really not sold on that rotation. Um, and that's why I don't believe this team will be in the playoffs. I believe the only team from the central making the playoffs will be the Arizona Cardinals. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what I got for the Brewers. Christian Yelich will have a bounce back here though, for sure. For the Cubs, I just am not as sold on them, um, to be in the second place team. You look at who they lost. They lost you Darvish. They lost Kyle Schwarber, but they did bring back Jack Peterson, who's had two home runs so far in spring training. So that kind of balances each other out. But, I mean, I'm just expecting them to trade Chris Bryant by the deadline, um, whether it's to, like, my New York Mets or another team. Um, I just think he's gone or Javi Baez is gone or, or someone's getting traded there for sure. Um, and, you know, that rotation, like you said, it's led by Kyle Hendricks. But there's just, you know, they lose Lester. Um, you know, they've just lost a, guy, a bunch of guys. That bullpen is really not that great. So, for me, Cubs are a third-place team. Real quick, Reds, they lose Bauer, and they didn't really do anything. Um, so that team's in fourth, but obviously the Pirates are in last. Probably the worst team in baseball. Potentially they you know, lose three of their best players in Jameson Tyon, Joe Musgrove, and Josh Bell. But um, you know, if I had to say something about them, watch uh, Brian Hayes. I don't know if that's how you pronounce his name, but he is a superstar in the making. Had a fantastic year when he came up last year um, for the brief amount he was up. But he will be a star. Make sure to watch him. Um, he is the best player on that team. So that is my NL Central prediction. And with that, Mac, moving on to the NL West, really um, might feature, honestly, probably the two best teams in the National League with the Dodgers and the Padres. Obviously, those guys are going to dominate the top of the division. So what are you thinking for the NL West? What, how do you have this one lining up? Um, do you have any surprises maybe? Maybe the team like the Giants makes a run? What do you think? So, I mean, it's it's obvious, even as a guy who doesn't know baseball, you know the Dodgers are at the top. Uh, so Dodgers obviously have them finishing first. They are defending the World Series champions. And they did lose some starters uh, this offseason, Kiki Hernandez and Jock Peterson, but they obviously signed some great players like Trevor Bauer uh, to a headline to headline their star rotation with David Price, Walker Bueller, and Clayton Kershaw. Uh, they do already have stars in lineup, which is which I, I don't even know what the word I was going to say was. It's it goes. It's needless to say that they have stars in the lineup. Uh, they got Cody Bellinger, Bellinger Corey Seager, Mookie Betts, Max Muntz, or uh, you know, Muncy. Muncy. They also resigned players like Justin Turner uh, to hold down third base out of them in first. And then I have the Padres in second and the NL West, as you said, two of the best teams in the NL. Uh, they're built around a star young infield with Machado, Tadis, and Hosmer. Uh, or I, I'm just forget the names, but. <laughs> but uh, Tadis, I love it. <laughs> Rotate, the rotation added a lot. Uh, do I even have to say the names? They got Blake Snell, and I'm probably not going to pronounce the other one, so I'm not even going to try it. <laughs> Bullpen is a weaker spot after losing Tre Trevor Rosenthal and Kirby Yates, but they still should be solid there. Uh, they're tough, and they should be able to compete with the Dodgers, but overall should finish above 90 wins and earn a wild card spot, but I don't have them going over the Dodgers. And after that, I have the Giants, Diamondbacks, and then lastly, the Rockies. 
I got the same order as you for this one. Um, I'll touch Dodgers. I thought you pr- covered really well, so I really won't go into them. But like you said, superstar rotation, superstar lineup. I mean, everywhere you look, this team has a superstar. It's pretty crazy uh, to you watch. They've got to be the world. For them so, that, so they're not getting confused. <laughs> you should what you say? You should, uh, you should remind them of how to really pronounce those names. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got, the, you got the Dodgers down. I thought the Dodgers right. names were good. So um, you got those guys down. But the Dodgers, good team. Bullpen is the only question mark there, as it is for most of these teams in the NL West. Kenley Jansen is going to be the closer, but you, know, you have some doubts there. We had to see Julio Urias last year in the World Series coming in and close some games. So the bullpen, maybe they add um, there. But they did sign – I believe they signed Tommy Kaling. He won't pitch this year, but next year, look on for him. They brought back Blake Trinan, who was great for them last year as well. Padres, um, Tadis, the star Tadis, Fernando Tatis, <laughs> um, as his actual name is pronounced. Um, yeah. You know, they just extended him. We've talked about that, I believe, on yeah. last week's OTA yeah. normal outs. It, it was a week too long, for, and I already forgot the name. That was a long week. <laughs> a long week for Mac, but Tatis is on that team. Um, obviously, they got a great rotation. You, Darvish, Joe Musgrove, Blake Snell, as well as Domingo. Oh, oh my God. D. Nelson, Lamette, Chris Paddock, and obviously this team's prospects. It goes so deep. Mackenzie Gore, uh, C.J. Abrams. Uh, leading those guys. I mean, this team still has one of the best farm systems in baseball, even after trading for Darvish, Musgrove, and Snell all in the same offseason, which is crazy. Um, you saw, you know, Mets owner Steve Cohen giving them big credit for that this offseason, and they really do. That's how they built this fantastic team. They've got really good role players um, that are not as, you know, known. Austin Nola is a great catcher. Trent Grisham's been great in center field. He's a great defensive player. Um, Tommy Pham is, is on that team as well. Will Myers, those guys are great as well. Um, they signed that guy from Korea, I believe. I, and I know his last name's Kim. I'm not going to pronounce his first name because I'm going to botch it. Profar is back on the team. So they got a bunch of good guys. I don't really need – I went into them a lot, but Padres will be for sure the, the lead wildcard team, I believe. After that, I got the Giants, D-backs, Rockies, like you said, real quick. Giants, they're just kind of – they're not there quite yet. Um, they're kind of in a rebuild. They want to sign like big stars. It's weird. Uh, but Mike Yastrzemski has been so good for them. He had a great season last year. Another one likely to follow this year. Uh, Alex Dickerson's been good for them too. Obviously, Buster Posey, Evan Longoria, those guys are still there, but they're aging. Um, rotation headlined by a guy like Kevin Gosman, who had a resurgence. Um, Johnny Cueto, Alex Wood. But to me, that team is just not going to be in the playoffs. Um, maybe they'll compete for half the year, but then they'll fall uh, towards the second half. D-backs, for me, um, you know, they're a good team. They got guys like Cattell Marte that they're built around, obviously. Um, but to me, I'm just not sold on them. They do have guys in the rotation like Zach Gallon. Um, who is, you know, young star on the, on the rise. But for me, this team is, is probably in fourth for me. And then the Rockies right now, really just the patheticness of the, of the MLB. I don't believe they signed a guy to a major league deal this offseason. Um, they traded Nolan Arenado away for basically nothing. The owner has admitted to being essentially broke. Um, they can't extend Trevor Story, who's arguably the best shortstop in baseball. It's just the whole mess. I mean, Trevor Story uh, deserves an extension. He deserves to get paid, and he will this offseason if the Rockies can't afford him. But just an unfolding mess there. The rotation is in shambles. The bullpen, they have no pitching whatsoever. Uh, their lineup without Arenado. Obviously, you got Story, you got Blackman, you lose David Dahl as well. So this team's just got so many holes. Um, I expect them to be a bottom three team, bottom five at, at best in baseball this season. Yep, 100%. Uh, we got that uh, good order going. Only one uh, difference, and that was in the NL yeah. Central. But pretty good, pretty good. Pretty solid list from uh, from you, and I, I like the stuff. Definitely, Mac is he's improving in baseball, guys. I'm, I'm getting him there. He'll be there eventually, but um, I'm trying to get him to watch a little more. But 
um, you know, we'll figure it out. We'll get we'll get him there eventually. Maybe out of the World Series, he'll know what he's talking about. Yeah, but by, by then, I th- I think I'll be. Pretty and then he can pronounce Tatis maybe too. Tatis, Tatis, Tatis. See, <laughs> but but next week it, it, it may be another long week. Maybe I'll forget it. But <laughs> I'll make sure to get him to say Tatis again incorrectly next week. I'll find okay. some way to slip that in there. <laughs> Hatus, Hatus, whatever. Hatus. Either way. Totus. Totus. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll find a, a better pron- pronunciation <laughs> next time. Next time we talk about him, uh, Totus will uh, have a, a funky. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I guess with that, anything else that you want to talk about? That is all I got. And, uh, yeah, that's all, all I right. got. Let's wrap this thing up. And uh, before I wrap this up, I'll quickly just say uh, Ote Clips. Make sure to check that out. Um, over, especially once March Madness starts, we'll be doing, as I said, and as Griffin said, uh, some March Madness daily episodes, recaps, anything you guys want to see. You can also let us know uh, down in the comments or reach out to us at our social medias, which I'll uh, talk about in a minute. But as always, thank you all so much for watching. Make sure to subscribe, like, and comment. Kind of a weird order that I said that. Do the same thing for <laughs> opening clips. Make sure to follow us on our Instagrams. My Instagram is Mac.Rommel. Griffin's Instagram is uh, Griffin Senek and our podcast Instagram is outside the arena podcast. Make sure to follow us there. Uh, feel free to reach out there as well. As always, stay safe and enjoy your weeks. <laughs>